0: Smooth, creamy, delicate, yet masculine. Not the
1: footy show. You. G'day everyone, welcome to Not the Footy Show episode 141. It's Warwick Nicholson here. Now, we recorded something very, very short over at uh, Hunters Hill for the night's open training session on Friday morning. I was joined by Mr. Emmer Stone. Unfortunately, we missed the first five seconds of our little chat out there, so it picks up with me introducing him. Uh, but basically, what you're listening to here on episode 141 is just very quick picks. I was hoping to have the audio from my chat with Matty Duncan on Sports Fever up there in Queensland from Thursday morning, but it hasn't come through from the text there. So unfortunately, it won't be part of it. What you do get is our little chat for about three minutes, and then you get the audio of a new YouTube video that's gone up from Classic Footy Films. It is a 36-minute analysis and highlights package of the 1998 preliminary final, Canterbury versus Parramatta. Parramatta fans probably won't enjoy it. But the Bulldogs fans will love it. Rugby League fans in general just love watching the way this game unfolds. I've got voices, voiceovers, voiceovers over it, it's hard to say, uh, which may annoy, may annoy people. It may make people think. That's the whole purpose of it. I don't mind if you don't agree with what I'm saying, but it sort of analyses how the game uh, plays out and the tactics from both sides. hope you enjoy it. Look, it's going to be interesting in relation to listening to on a podcast, but it's there for you if you can't get to watch it on YouTube. But I recommend... Watched on YouTube. I managed to get the quality up a little bit. Uh, there's some cool old graphics from uh, the 80s with logos and whatever. So I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 141 of The Footy Show. I'm NRL Tweet. I'll be covering the two semifinals tonight, the two preliminary finals tonight on the NRL Twitter account. Uh, tonight I'll be doing it, I can't tell you where from, but tomorrow night definitely at Allianz Stadium for the Roosters. And the Knights, hope you enjoy episode 141 of Not The Footy Show.
2: story. Out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion.
3: Mur.
1: Stone and we're just at the Knights Open training session at Hunters Hill at Joey's College. Mate, your first impressions, or yeah. overall impressions? Yeah, it's good to see them
3: um, in, the, in the real flesh, so um looks sharp and um, I think they're ready to go
1: for tomorrow. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of players mingling in with the fans, which is great to see. It is good to see. Happy to have a chat. Um, I think I just saw Willie Mason give one of the Knights fans his training shirt, which was really cool. And I think Darius Boyd may have said two or three words. So, you know, it's all in all, it's been a pretty amazing uh,
0: <laughs> training
1: session. Uh, everybody, obviously, tomorrow night, uh, or tonight, sorry, the Manly and the Rabbitohs go at it. Who's your tip, buddy? Oh, South. Yes. Yeah, well and truly. Yeah, I just can't see. I spoke that it's with Matt Duncan on his show Sports Fever. It's just the physical toll on. The Manly club seems to be the big issue here, but at the same time, if South don't get great performances from Reynolds and Sutton, I just don't think they can beat Manly. I think Isaac Luke's a key man. If they can wrap up Luke, they, that's that's Manly's chance, yeah. I think, personally. I think we're both going rabid-o's. Uh Now, the other game, obviously, involved in these nights, we just saw them do some, some lot of one 1%ers, little tiny players focusing on little tiny things in their game, which is good to see. Uh, they've got the Roosters. Uh, I'm going to go Roosters just, but I'll tell you what, don't stick me tight. Yeah, look, I think this will be close pretty much the whole way through. Uh, And right at the end, I think you might see the Roosters kick away if they have the lead, uh, because I just don't know if the Knights can just keep at that top level if they've got to chase points um, at the key part of the game. Uh, Buddy, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow night. I believe you are as well. Uh, Indeed, watching from the stands. (laughs) Apparently, I'm in the media box. (laughs) We shall see if that actually eventuates. Uh, Everybody, this has been extremely brief, 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 not the footy show. The rest of the show, though, you get to listen to the 1998 preliminary final, the breakdown for classic footy films. Say goodbye, Mitch. Goodbye for now. Okay, strap yourselves in. For the next 36 minutes, it's all about the 1998 preliminary final, Canterbury versus Parramatta. It's just the audio from the video. So if you want to see the video, you can just go to youtube.com forward slash. It should be just classic footy films, all one word. So it's youtube.com slash classic footy films or wdenicholson.com and you can see it on the front page there. Hope you enjoy it. I'm hoping to do a lot more, probably a lot shorter than this one. This was just such a great game of rugby league. I had access to all the footage. So I used as much as I could. Uh, there'll probably be other games that I'll try and do uh, where it's about 10 minutes all up. But hopefully you enjoy. Uh, if you can last 36 minutes listening to it, fantastic. Otherwise, just get to YouTube. Type in Cannery vs. Parramatta, semi-final. Bang, you should find it. Enjoy, everybody. We'll speak to you after the preliminary finals this weekend on Not The Footy Show.
3: The Cannibal! <coughs> cannibal coming. Not the show. Not you?
0: Yesterday the Brisbane Broncos were the first team through to this year's NRL Grand Final. And today, as we welcome you to the Sydney football stadium, it's the Eels and the Bulldogs who go into battle for the right to take on the current Premiership favourites here in seven days' time.
1: Here's the Canterbury Team now. They've got through the Dragons, North, and Newcastle in three straight weeks to get here. Silver is the fullback, Telau Martini, the unheralded centre pairing, Lester and Halligan on the wing. Polomar had a lot of experience coming in this game. Corey Hughes, not so Britt Hetherington priced the front row. Ralph gremolby Morton is your back row. The bench, very effective. Thompson, Stone, Matty Ryan, and Glenn Hughes. Look for the Bulldogs, basically, to play this through the middle. They will roll forward and forward and forward, taking advantage of the interchange rule. Now, the Parramatta Eels. Now, they've got a very average back line. Paul Carriage, Tchaikovsky, Lovell, Kelly, and where it is, the three-quarter line. It's just, where's the points coming from? Jason Smith moved to 5'8", John Simon is at half-back. Now the four pack is fantastic. Pay Prop, Raper, Tukey, McCracken, High Marsh and Dimmick. The bench, Bell, Penner, Kalos and Weston. So they're taking two backs on the bench. This Parramatta team is built around Smith, Pay and Dimmick. Can they get Brian Smith's team into a grand final? I'll go for the Eels in a very tight one.
0: Eventually. I'm going for Parramatta as well. I actually haven't picked them too many times in big matches, but I think they are specials this afternoon.
3: Parramatta make to the well takes it back to be put away by Parramatta. Uh, now 35 out. Raper down the short side. Smith pulling it back. And he carries. Carriage goes in and away. Finds Smith back in the centre of the park.
1: What you notice about power is how much Jason Smith and Jim doing not touch the ball. Even Dean paid for East End. Brian Smith just liked to play through the middle and have his basically his most influential players touch the ball as much as possible. John Simon didn't do a lot. He was there to kick. He was there to long the passes. But the game was basically built around the ability of Smith, Pay, and Dimmick just to get as many touches as possible, offloads and the rest of it. That is how Parramatta were built. I mean, you don't want Dean Pay kicking the last tackle. But that's just the way it worked out. Parramatta will build around those three great players. We'll see how it unfolds. again goes to the right. Dimmick, Dimmick putting a kick in.
3: There's a chance here for Parramatta.
1: I love this try assist from Jim Dimmick, just watch how he sums up the situation perfectly. He can pass, he can kick, he picks the right option, it's a great kick for work.
0: This is just as good, Jimmy Dimmick has had a lot of touches with football in the opening ten, goes to the line, puts it over the top and Shane Werrick, the quickest man on the field, got the bounce, had to control it with the juggle, gets the football down, it's been a great opening for this game from both sides, really putting it on the line, throwing themselves at each other. A little bit of skill is always going to make the difference. Jimmy Dimmick just provided some.
3: They don't get any more difficult. Bree is starting to pick up a little bit And he's pushed it out to the right too far. So it is four points to nil between Parramatta and Canterbury. 13 minutes gone, a tremendous opening to the game.
1: Parramatta get first points. They are the better team in the first 20 minutes. But here's their first error, is Stuart Kelly. The great thing about the dogs was that they were able to run up the field beautifully through their forwards. They were making plenty of metres, but they get to the 20 and it was like, well, what are we doing? Corey Hughes wasn't sure. Craig Polamounta wasn't sure. The Bulldogs had field position early in the game, but they weren't able to turn any points. And you can see from this kick here, he doesn't really know what's going on. He's got men on his outside. Polamounta, he doesn't decide to use him. just goes through his head and he's going to kick it. Now, they take a two points here through Halligan, but this is the thing that the Bulldogs had to understand as the game wore on. They could make the metres up the middle, but they had to then turn that field position into points, and it took them a long time.
3: Alligan, Alligan, places the flags for Canterbury. 4-2. It is just so tight. Simon, Jason Smith, puts the kick in. Alligan takes it on the ball. 20 metre line, behind them. the Szybkowski. Out came the ball, Fine. ...quickly, for Stuart Kelly! Kelly's made a move for it. Look at him go! Support's coming! Carriage, carriage. But he lost him! He lost him!
1: Now this set of six here is just an indictment of what Cromwell do badly within the structure. When you have a lot of talent at why, you tend to end up with sets of six like this. Just watch Nathan Von Marsh do a hit-up. Jason Smith get into dummy half. Now this is crying out for the ball to go right, but for some reason Smith, Turns it back to Hallmarsh to see it up. The Canary defence had a chance to react and recover, and it just wasted here by Smith. Here's Smith.
3: Lost it. And he's given a penalty. Stealing the ball is the ruling. Just gets this little rocking motion going. He wants it. Breaks it. Gets it. Two more points for Parramatta. They lead six points. Six points to two now. With Parramatta setting it up on the open side. Simon. And he's kicked. High. High for the chasers. And beautifully taken by Rod Silver. Do a lot of defence work, Jason Smith. It might be taking something out of the tank. Corey Hughes rolls it in. But David Penner was there, very alert.
1: Now this next play you'll see is a is David Penner break. But just understand, this is why Parramatta with the way they are. They're relying on the offload to create the second-phase play. There's no actual structured attack. So have a look here, Weston does the hit-up, gets away the nice offload. But it's all a matter of, well, okay, who's going to get it, who's going to get it, who's going to get it? Ah, uh, great pass Kalos, there goes Penner. Now, then watch what happens when Aaron Raper is faced with the same option that Jim Dimmick had earlier in the game. Raper,
3: Raper, takes Simon with it, puts in a kick, oh, here. yeah, that didn't finish the way they wanted to.
1: So, um, Ray, but what is going on? He had numbers of go-go on his outside, and poor old Jimmy Dimmick does the same thing. He's got two streaming players running through, Lovell and uh, Werrett, and he ignores them. And and now the very strange thing happens. Parramatta play what's in front of them in the middle of the field. Figure this
3: out. (laughs)
0: Gets the try, he had to change direction again about three or four times.
3: Dive in low. Wrong touch. 20 metre low. On its way. Looking okay. Hasn't got the length? Yes, it's Clears the bar by centimetres. 12
1: 12-2. Are you ready, para fans? He's the only good thing Paul Courage does in the entire game. Pressure
3: for Courage. Not really. Not really. Not really. There it is, the sound of the half-time whistle, a brilliant start by both sides, but Parramatta had visited the Canterbury try line and come back with two tries. They lead at the break in front of a capacity crowd, 12 points to two. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: to para-lead by 10 and a half time. The Bulldogs, they won't be too worried. They're still within striking distance. And Parramatta fans, newsflash, I lied about Paul Carridge. Here's another great run. As the great rabbi would say, dynamic. David Middleton was just telling me
3: Canterbury in the last three matches not only have kept their opposition scoreless, they've amassed a total of 49 points. That includes the extra time match.
0: The other stats we should point out as well, Ray, is that the three teams in both first grade and in President's Cup through the final series have all been
3: beaten after having a week off. Raper. Raper. And then for
1: Payne! Now here's a chance that's blown by Parramatta. they actually used their back line this time. But it gives you indication of why they didn't use their back line often. Great pass from Raper. to Simon. Then to Kelly. And Kelly's pass to Carriage goes forward. And you can't really blame Kelly too much here. I mean, it's not a great pass, but... The bloke is standing right next to him as opposed to, to a little bit of depth and that's going to be a try. love a little bit of replay. But Paul Carry he just... What is he doing? Great right pass there from Raper. Gives it to Simon. Simon cuts out. Hindmarsh, I think it is. It goes to Kelly and... There's a try just waiting to be scored. Carey just sitting on his in his back pocket. Not his back pocket, his front pocket.
3: Just no depth whatsoever. Kelly refuses to get back. He doesn't give himself enough depth. Hey, Simon... Saif looking for the cross kick, he's looking for the wigger on the right, in they go for the jump, Parramatta's got it, lost it, lost it backwards, puts it down for try, now Bill Harrigan says, hold the phone
0: Darrell Halligan, and then come back, so this should be a, a red light.
2: It is. Dennis Spagherino. Dennis Spagorino, he He's it right.
1: Mr. Spagherino, Mr. Dennis Spagherino. Twice in the last
2: five minutes. But you're right, Rabs. That pass side once again. Stuart Kelly just had a drawn pass situation, but he couldn't pass it to Carrick because it would have been another forward pass, and now a penalty for the Bulldogs.
1: Now something to keep in mind in this game is it's unlimited interchange. So Craig Paul goes off with I think a leg injury, and you're thinking Dogs down 12-2 all the game against them. There's no way they're coming back. But then look what Brian Smith does with his interchange. It's it boggles the mind. To try and lift Canterbury. Now, Thompson
3: on Northern, across, come out, kicking, then coming across as Jabotsky. and it came off the arm of a Canterbury player and went forward. Oh, they got a bounce, then Canterbury, that was half a chance.
1: Now, I was talking about Parramatta using the interchange. Questionably, well, you're about to see the two most influential players, apart from Jim Jimmy, on the park, Parramatta on the bench. There you go, Jason Smith, team payoff with 23 minutes to go, power up by 10. And then look at this kick. Reading the tactics, what you will. Driving it towards that sideline, and there are the tactics that we'll see Parramatta go to the grand
3: final. Hughes held it up, there's a chance on Thompson, Silva, silver has got to pass away, and it's Ryan. Ryan gets it on, here's Canterbury, so we it really them now? Hughes, Stone, and Stone gets it over the head again. might have lost this one. Bill Harrigan wants to look at
1: it. Now, the key thing to keep in mind here is not the Hetherington no try. It's what Ray Warren said just beforehand. He's got Parramatta in the grand final. and you'd think as a Parramatta fan, he would have learnt that as close as Heatherington gets, don't ride off the dogs. Mm
0: -hmm. They must have strung together 10 or 12 passes on the last tackle. Let's have a look. Gets close to the line now. Ball comes out. Loses the football. No try. They tried, tragic, doggy, or was the ball stripped? No, it's a 20-meter restart. So the referee, and the, well, the video, man has said that he lost
1: it. Okay, I've left these couple of Bulldogs runs in just to show you how easy they were making ground. It's one out running, Paul Banner's I mean, coming back to the game. It's one out running, but they're just eating up the metres because the Parramatta defence is just sitting and waiting. I mean, that's just right there. Two easy metres at Clint Hughes for crying out loud. And then here comes a kick from Canterbury. Look at that defensive line. It's just retreating and then Strakowski cleans it up. But worrying signs for Parramatta. But in what should have been a great sign for the Eels, Jim Dimick steps up and makes something happen.
0: Cruel game, Rugby League, isn't it? Jason Hetherington only moments ago was for all certainly going to get the try and get the Canterbury Bulldogs to a good strike.
1: the thing distance. that I don't think is given enough credit even by the commentators on the day is what Shane Warwick does here. He doesn't come from his wing and then end up on the inside. side. He comes from dummy half. He's in there helping his forwards out and he just trails the play, keeps up with it and then tries to.
0: When you make a break you'd love to have your, your quickest man in the side in fact on the field on your shoulder and that's what Jim Dimmick found doing very, very well in the 90s toward the end of the 90s. And Jason and the head goes down. We saw yesterday Phil Gill looking to the heavens. He said rugby league can be a very, very cruel cool sport.
3: He's the fastest man in rugby league in Australia. sweat. And Simon gets the experts for Parramatta. Jason Hethrington's head said it all. It is 18 to 2, 16 the margin minutes to go. It's not impossible, but it's bordering on a miracle. I don't know if that's a reflection of the situation or a reflection of the man. Toukey. Say it with me. Toukey. Great for Simon. Simon. Uh, they're all wanting to run now. That was a try-saving tackle. On
1: now John Simon might go for the glory here with the field goal shot from way too far out, maybe. But the big play there is Daryl Halligan. Yes, he does something a little bit later on, but that is an incredible tackle on Shane Warwick. That's try time, I reckon, if it gets in the clip. Five gone. Great Simon, Going out on the full. There it is, the window, the opening, and the is good enough to make the most of it.
3: Corey Hughes. Went here. Rubbing kick, looking for a regather. Simon has got it. It'll be a line dropout. And Stephen Roach, it's looking like Parramatta. And yesterday, you had no hesitation in saying, I don't really care who wins, they can't beat Brisbane.
2: Yeah, well, I still thought that Parramatta would win today, but
0: uh, it's going to be a tough pass next week. But uh, I suppose one thing Parramatta will have on their side is the crowd.
3: Everyone will be supporting them next week. Two wins under their belt, Steve, uh, from two outings. Uh, they will go in, I would imagine, with a, a, a reasonable
1: level of confidence. Rabbi, shut up, mate. You're absolutely putting the Mocker deluxe on your Parramatta Eels. And you just don't learn, do you?
3: right I didn't see the game, but what if Parramatta reenact what
1: they did the last time they played Brisbane? And Paul Courage might have been the goat in this game, but Rabbi, mate, this try. That's on you,
3: Hetherington. Hetherington. Now uh, Palomera's in. How was the pass? Polamount is over the line, and Harrigan points to the spot. Canterbury over the line. 18 points to six.
0: Jason Hetherington there, putting the ball straight onto the chest of Craig Palomera. And whether it was scored or not, I tend to think that there was a big doubt on the pass. Probably the same amount of doubt on the pass of Jason Smith. ...involved in a Parramatta try.
2: Oh. There's uh, no doubt. No, it's no, doubt. No, it's dead set. Ford Harrigan was right in line, but the try's been awarded. And, uh, I mean, they're an outside chance still, getting into it.
1: Well, they are if Rabs keeps declaring Parramatta.
2: Callaghan's kick coming around just too
3: much. So, no improvement. 18 points to 6. Parramatta over Canterbury. And 10 minutes to go.
1: Now bear with me, footy fans. We're only halfway through the video, and we've had 70 minutes of the game. Fair to say, the rest of it's pretty awesome.
3: Ten to go. There's Thompson coming back to the shoulder of Stuart Kelly. Him out up. then it's out for Talau.
1: Now watch the next 45 seconds from Parramatta. All their influential players touch the ball exclusively, and John Simon gets it up for a field goal. How will we go?
0: down doubt here that Johnny Simon will marshal his troops
3: towards the post. He wants to make it a 13-point lead, or should be wanting. Taylors, they're 30 metres out. Second tackle. Dean play on the third. Simon will wait. I'd say he'll take it now. he would be happy with that. 20-metre line. Raper's gone to him. Here we he go. Charged down by Canterbury, so Parramatta wants the football back to get six more.
1: So Canterbury desperation foils Parramatta's attempt at the first field goal. But then the big names take over again for Parramatta, giving themselves a chance at number two.
3: and gets some forward to give him some cover, here he goes again. There goes the shot from Johnny Simon, it's wide according to Bill Harrigan.
1: So poor old Johnny Simon, he misses from in front and then he gets yanked. What's Brian Smith doing? I know he's got unlimited interchange, but this is ridiculous. We did have
3: time
0: then John Simon. Did it pretty well just to the left hand side of the top.
3: Simon taken to the benches immediately. David Pena goes on. out. Impressive when he's had a chance. Colinata. Inside ball for Rill.
2: Points to ten. Well, you wouldn't believe it. All of a sudden, they've come to life. They've been building up to this, the Bulldogs. Now, is there any doubt over this pass from Ralph? Came very late. Silver's on the charge. It's Looked okay. And Szyboski got him on the back foot. A valiant attempt. Couldn't get there.
1: I mean, this is a sensational pass from Robert Ralph. but... There's an element to this try that has been in the making for 10 minutes, for 10, 15 minutes for Parramatta. They haven't moved up at all. So when Ralph puts his head through, Jared McCracken isn't pushing up on the inside. He hasn't got up and, and, and wrapped the ball up in terms of Ralph. And it gives Silver a chance just to go through the gap, show clean Perry heels. And all of a sudden, it's about to be six points.
0: Important too. And we tend to think he rushed that a little bit, Darren Halligan. He had more time than maybe what he thought that he did. So
3: this is an enormous. Two metres in from touch. It looks okay, it's coming around, and he gets it! Halligan has brought them within six points.
1: Daryl Halligan, genius, no worries there. But the thing to look at here is the clock. 75 minutes and about 15 seconds. The dogs have got over four minutes to get the equal in try. So it's amazing comeback, but it's amazing in that they've got plenty of time to do it. Is Norton. Norton.
3: Oh a fragile tackle. Bill Harrigan gets these more tackles. Troy Stone, Robert Rilp, they're throwing penalty. the ball about as though tomorrow doesn't even exist. There's a penalty, there's a penalty, and Canterbury
0: are about to find touch within the 20 metre line of Parramatta. Four minutes left on the clock.
1: How gets this Parramatta fan going? I'm on TV, yay, my team's getting run down. Cap. tap, Rip leads the charge. Now I get it, fatigue is a factor, but look at this Parramatta defensive line. The middle moved up, outside not even remotely interested. Then watch this run by Travis Norton and how little the Parramatta defensive line does. This is where the game is lost for them, their defensive line stopped.
3: Kelly makes an important tackle. They come back. Lester gets it to within 2 metres of the line. A big finish. Parramatta by six points. Glenn Hughes. Long ball for Silver. Then Talao, Talao with the corner. Candidly are in again. Parramatta for walking. Now Halligan from the touchline to level.
0: Well, if you want anybody to take this kick, it's Dee Halligan. He had no problems with the last one. He'll have learnt from that. Parramatta just didn't get the numbers here. Steve hit the nail on the head earlier, they've stopped coming up, and as Canterbury come wide, just have a look here as we freeze it there, we've got one, two, three Canterbury players up against two Parramatta defenders, as play continues, they've just got to use that. But Shane it here, up against Willie Talao, plenty of space there,
2: and I think that we're going to extra time. Well, there's some great passes there, some great balls, and He's had a great game today, Talao, got down low, Darryl Halligan, he's had plenty of these in his career, none more important, one foot in from touch, 30 centimetres, can he do it? Has there been a more important kick for Darryl Halligan?
3: Has there been a more important kick for Canterbury? He hits it, if it hooks it, it's, it's staying on the line, it has got it! Messiah. He's a
1: freak. That's in freak. It's unbelievable. You can't have much of that play. Look, it's just ball movement. Ball movement against the retreating defence. And Carl Lovell is the one that pinches in, gets caught out, showing where it can't stop till out. And then, you know, this guy.
3: And here's the kick. how he's raised the roof. Unbelievable. I thought that it would hook but he, he kicked it straighter than he's ever kicked
1: it. But with respect, rabie I'm not going to listen to you after you cleared Parramatta 20 minutes ago, so it was always going over.
2: Nearly to the 20-metre line. I've got to say, you go back to the one that he missed, which was a lot easier than that one, but he really, really rushed it. And our Canterbury,
0: in the last minute, going to have a chance for a long-range field goal.
3: Mostral Darmus.
0: They might... I wonder be they'll put this game away if they can do something in the next one or two tackles to get to the other end.
3: There they go again down the short side. They're 55 metres from Parramatta's line. now
1: Corey Hughes is never going to kick this, but remember, Paul Carriage is playing for the opposition. goal.
3: They might be able to tackle this man in goal a foot on the line he's read the rule book well the ball had stopped so it's a line dropout ball is not in motion I,
2: I apologize okay now he's called time off 17 seconds remaining paramount have to drop the ball out they would Points have the to ball look ball. at taking one tackle in once the ball stops That's it. Stops. it, will stop. it will stop. the rule oh, being explained to paul carriage once the ball is stopped He's saying it had stopped. Is there one more roll in it? Who's the man, Pete? Halligan? Long range? Well, he's the man in asked a
0: particularly fast kick. I think Halligan is the player they've been looking for. He's coming off
3: his wing. Well, it's got to happen now. They have seconds. to take the shot
1: now. Parafans look away now.
3: The shot taken by Robert Rilke and Terry brings it back for Parramatta. That will see full-time oh. when the ball goes down and Carriage put a kick on it. He's taken shot. the shot. Canterby's taken the shot. And it's fallen short. It's just gone under. Oh, well, they're taken. That's a goal. No, it's gone
1: under. Greatest non-scoring scoring play of all time.
3: Yeah, I cannot
0: believe Paul Carriage would have ever given an opportunity for that
1: to happen. Uh, Stella you've watched the rest of this game, right? Because the guy in the number one jersey, that's Paul Carriage.
3: Watch it! He's the halfway up. line. It is Craig Collamanta. It seemed to it seemed to come down short. This is all we've got to offer. It's
0: over. Oh, hang on! Well, oh, right enough, over. Well, hang,
3: on, hang on. The idea is to watch the black dot, and if it's, no, absurd, it's under, it's under. It's it on. did not go over. It's under. Sorry. He's gone. Sorry. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Hang on, Stuart. Oh, they led by 100 with 10 to go. When the, when the black dot was obscured by the ball, it had to go under. Now, Bill Harrigan has finally disallowed the attempt. But what an amazing kick. 49 metres from Craig Polamounta. Well, what a stupid kick from Paul Carridge.
1: So the kick goes under. We can guarantee it went under. One of the greatest kicks I've ever seen that didn't count for anything. Uh, 18 all, going extra time Dogs build momentum, can Parramatta turn around?
3: 10 minutes each way and they're still level at the end of that time they would go into first points win in further extra time and whichever way it goes Brisbane must be chuckling here's a break, being made by Martini Martini with a run of 50 metres Parramatta They've really hit the wall. It's allowed
2: hey, what, a, what a game he's had. They hit the wall about 20 minutes before the time. Stop playing, Stop running the football. Now it's all the ball blocks. Stone,
3: 15 away from the Parramatta line. Molamada goes for the drop goal.
2: The hand goes up, so Canterbury's in front. 19 points to 18. Uh, it's like 15, love. There's plenty of time, We've got 19 minutes left. Has he gone off too early, Polamana? Maybe a slight psychological edge. Well, I tell you what, to
0: get a point in the first set of six. There is a fair psychological advantage. And didn't they do it easy? Martini straight through. Parramatta back on their heels. It's a slogging affair now. Can Parramatta rise to the occasion as their
2: opponents are cutting Oh!
1: Wow. Remember, this team led 18-2 with 13 minutes left.
2: You see those sort of mistakes if you're in the Canterbury side and you've seen that you've got to be thinking you can win this that you will win the game
3: the last follow out of the game featuring dominantly and the cabbage has touched the sideline
0: well he's made some of the dumbest plays i've ever seen in a game of rugby league for the carriage why he would have ever, ever tried to catch that football, why he wouldn't let it go, unless it had a catch or allowed the bounce, I will never, ever know. There was only ever going to be one result, and that was him going
3: over the side. Colomata again. Colomata will score! Canterbury's over! And it couldn't have come to a player more deserving than Craig Colomata. 17! Eight. 17! 17! Bill Harrigan... Careful. it's an eight-point if you do that sort of stuff. We're talking eight-point try. He's just warning
0: Dallas Western that that was a possibility. But Craig Polamounta, I think he's wrapped this game up despite the fact we've got 16 minutes left.
1: Someone get the Kleenex. There's a soft one. The
0: a soft one. Goes over the top of Schabowski, reaches out with the right arm, gets the ball down, and again I come back to this side of the field where we saw Parramatta... Give way, another set of six from the scrum with Carriage catching the football and taking over
2: the sidelines. After dummy half tries, and look at the Bulldogs, they're up, they
3: love it. And Darryl Halligan with a very easy ticket goal.
1: Now I wonder, are there any Canterbury fans who left the ground down 18 points to two that actually admit they left the ground down 18 points to two?
3: The fight that he's having in hospital.
1: Poor level Lovell was feeling left out, so he's his brain sap.
3: With 10 to go. His beloved blue and white have come from nowhere to lead 25-18. and no, Here's another chance for them. Forced in goal by Weston. The half-time siren will see them turn around anyway. We'll be back for the second ten minutes of extra time in just a moment. 25-18 Canterbury. Second half of extra time.
1: Western. What a great run from Dallas Western to start the second period of extra time. All you need now is to hold it. The... how oh, now I see. Destined for
3: their eighth grand final since 1980. And built the football and running on the touch
1: technically the last mistake you'd ever make in the National Rugby League. Well, he did lead the country. That has capped a day for the boy.
0: They were down by 16 points. The 70-minute minute
3: mark. Silver keeps it alive. Long pass. Thompson. Thompson puts a kick on it, puts another kick on it and Szyvowski takes it to ground in goal. Christ. Pull him out on the drop. Goal and he's got another to Canterbury. Well, Craig Polamount has taken this game by the scruff of the neck. He has been the general. As we said, time is against them. Four minutes, 17 seconds left on the
0: clock. They have to score in this next set of six.
3: After the news, we'll take you back to Guadalupe. day 10 continues, exclusive on the Nine network.
1: can oh. <laughs> I must have thought you said there was 10 seconds left, Sterling.
3: Wow. Back with it, nothing kicked. A look of unbelievability on the face of the supporters as Canterbury offer Parramatta
1: one of their rare chances in the second half. Now, here's a decision that, look, I understand it. They're down by eight points. They decided to go for two to make it six. But they didn't look like scoring a point from like the 70th minute onwards. And I don't know, the worst part about this is that Koski goes, hurry up, hurry up. And although it's probably the quickest kick he's ever made in his entire career, he still eats up 45 seconds of the clock.
0: That they have to score twice, to even things up, this is the two that they want, they'll get the football back at the other end of the field, and they put
3: them all the kicks in one basket, to get a converted try in the last three minutes. Szybowski, from 29 metres out, riddles away the lead by two, it's 26 to 20.
1: Basically comes down to a field goal, skewed outfeeder. Galligan's kick is deep as you would expect. You know, I wonder if teams actually train 90-second drills at the end of the matches. I know what other sports do, but this is arguably the worst last 90 seconds of you'll ever see from a team that needs six points to get back in the game. Some of these passes, what is that? They've just got no idea, Parramatta, and, well, you can see for yourself. What From line,
3: two minutes on the clock. Six points the margin, Jason Bell's pass goes to Brown and Canterbury A with it from Hetherington. Oh, there he lucky to get through two more tanks. Ritton, across the park, Norton, and with Norton will score, Norton is over, the game is over. Canterbury goes to the grand final, 30 points to 20. A
2: conversion to come and 65 seconds on the clock. One of the greatest efforts that I've seen in my life in a big game. It's just been absolutely magnificent by these Canterbury players. They've been on a roll now for eight weeks. They came home over the top of Newcastle last week. They scored 12 points in extra time. And they might do it the same again today. Stupendous.
0: It's hard to put into words, isn't it? All these Steve folks have told his team that fatigue is a state of mind. Well, you know, it's nice to be able to say those kind of things, but for your players to react to it and to believe it, it's a different story. Darrell Halligan, well, he's put one over from the sideline in the final minute to get them into the extra twenty.
3: This is this is the saviour. This man, Halligan, and he puts the boot underneath. The- Two points. 32 points to 20 the game is now officially
1: over I think the greatest thing about this comeback by the Bulldogs is that you really don't think you'll ever see something like this again but
3: Stephen Roach, I asked you whether Parramatta could beat Brisbane
1: I was premature already well, finally realizes that he's the reason that they lost he had him home declared bro 32
3: points to 20. In front of 36,000 people, a Houdini performance by the Bulldogs beating the Eels to go to the 1998 Grand Final to play the Brisbane Broncos next Sunday.
1: There you go everybody, that's probably the best preliminary final of all time. Canterbury Bulldogs down 18-2 with 11 minutes remaining. And they get back to 18-0 at full time with Daryl Halligan's sideline conversion. And they blow away the Eels in the 20 minutes of extra time. Parramatta, look, they had their chances. They should have scored about three tries in that second half. They butchered them. Paul carriage, one of the worst performances you'll see in a big game of rugby league. Sterlo unleashed on him. And then Rabs basically called the Eels home. Big mistake to make against the Bulldogs. They come back, and what a performance by Willie Tallow, Rod Silver, Craig Polamounta. Probably the greatest game he played in first grade, and wish that field goal had gone over at the end of regulation. The Bulldogs went on to play the Brisbane Broncos. They got smashed, but everyone remembers this game from 1998.
3: I think you may have something here. Pepsi.